What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. This has been last week. We talked about loving through the suffering. Um, and when you go back to that, adopting that mindset, when you have people that are actually doing harm to you, and then you're trying to love them when they're constantly harming you. And it's like, well, how do you do that? And have you even gotten to the place where you can do it? And if you haven't, then why not? Right? Because if if you're regurgitating what they're doing to you, then how are you helping? How are you fixing the problem? It's like, well, I don't want the problem fixed. I just want to be fixed. And I mean, and that's the mindset that we usually have. Like, I mean, I'm hurt. I'm harmed. I need to be healed. And, but how can you be healed? Love is going to have to heal you. And how do you accept the love if you constantly focused on the hurt? How can you? If if I'm constantly looking at my my situation and I'm constantly looking at what has been done to me, how will I ever get past what has been done to me? It's almost as if I'm saying this shouldn't have happened to me. I am above it happening to me. And you don't look at why it's happening to you. Why is it happening, brother? Because it's sin. It's a sin problem. It's not a people problem. It's a sin problem. But the people are the ones who's doing it. Yeah, they are the ones who's doing it because they're trapped in it. And now we have a remedy. What is the remedy? The remedy is love. And if they don't see how to love, then how are they going to get healed? How are you going to get healed? It's almost as if you have to accept love to be healed. Because if you don't accept love, then and when I say love, I'm saying God. It's like God is opening up your mind to, to a whole new way of thinking. And if you don't adopt that, if you don't accept that, if you don't choose to walk in it, then you're basically going to be going around in the same circle that everybody else is, trapped in a world of sin, constantly exalting themselves above other people. Wow. And, and, you, and so what you end up doing is you end up regurgitating it, right? You end up constantly getting it and regurgitating. You get hurt, you hurt people. You get hurt, you hurt people. And then you get hurt, you hurt yourself <laughs> because that's all you know. But that was, I brought you from week, whatever week we started it till to today. So today, um, I'm coming out of Luke, I think it's Luke 10, 25, familiar passage, but there was a question that I raised, and it was an interesting one, because it's real, it should be real simple. Um, how do we treat people that disagree with us? And, and, and before everybody starts telling me how, because I know everybody's just so amped up to speak, it's three answers. <laughs> there are three answers to this that I've come into contact. It might be more. But there are three answers to this. How do we treat people that disagree with us? I've, I've come to realize three answers. And, and there's a right answer. There's an actual answer. And then there's a more excellent way, right? The right answer, I, I'll say it. This is the right answer that I've come to realization of. What are we talking about? Love. Well, people that disagree with you, treat them with love. That's the right answer. 
Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's the right answer. That's how we're supposed to treat them. Then there's an actual answer. And the actual answer is how we actually treat them. <laughs> Long uh, wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly, right. That's that's how we actually treat them, and, and and even that varies, right? Because if it's somebody that we actually like, you know, we might you know be a little bit more lenient on you know our reception of their disagreements or their refutes, right? Yeah, like me and Marquita, you know, we disagree, but right. You know, she just says whatever, right? Right. And go on about her business. Mm-hmm. Like right now, she ain't saying them. Uh-huh. I'm saying. saying something. <laughs> right? And then somebody else, hey, you might block that number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Court. <laughs> Exactly. Me, right? I'm going to block his number. That, ugh, can't stand him. Or you change their name on your phone. You change their name on the phone to say, don't answer. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Right? People at work, hey, you don't even talk to them anymore. We don't have nothing to talk about unless it's work. And if it is work, I'm going to email you. I don't even want to go see you. But it's all kinds of ways, right? How we how we actually treat people that disagree with us or that we disagree with. And then there's a more excellent way. Ah, yes. That 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 would be what we would like to talk about, right? The more excellent way. Well, maybe not we, maybe maybe just me. But but let's talk about that, the more excellent way. What would be the more excellent way? I mean, just from the passage, we know the more excellent way, right? Maybe, maybe not. Nobody read it. Nobody read about the Samaritan man. What was the, what was the, what was the first question that the lawyer asked in Luke? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll ask. What can I no, no. do? Go ahead, please. Mm-mm, no, go ahead. You said it. What can I what? Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? This is a lawyer asking Jesus that. <clears throat> he said, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus' response was, love. What? That was his response. Now, you know. Huh? That's it? That was it. I mean... Love. I mean, he did. He put like conditions and stipulations on it, but at the end of the day, all he was telling them to do was love, love, right? So then, when you go and dissect that love thing, and then you start asking questions, well, Lord, how do I do that? And what part of me do do I need to love with? And then he begins explaining, you know, all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And then another question was asked, well, who's my neighbor, right? Because we, you know how we are. We funny. Well, who my neighbor? So then he gave him a story about a Samaritan man. But this is the interesting thing about the story. And this is just speculation, pure speculation. There was a man that was robbed. He was coming from Jerusalem. He was robbed or whatever. And then uh, the Jews came. That, that's not speculation. That actually happened. But the speculation is that this man that was robbed was a Jew. 
And then you had a Levite and a priest come down. The significance about the Levite and the priest were, you know, they were, the significance about the Levite and the priest, they were basically of the same fold, right? They were men of the cloth, in a sense. Like God designated them to be the Levites, to be in the priesthood. But they they signified them as a Levite and a priest. But the significance of the Levites, that whole tribe was, it was like they knew, uh, paraphrasing it, but like they knew the way of and will of God, and they were used for the atonement for uh, everybody that were of that fold of people in that nation, which we we called them Jews, but Jews is actually the religion, but the Hebrew people. They were used to atone everybody's sins. So you brought it to the priest, and it was like not everybody, right? But the Levites were just separated. They didn't get a land in within the the promised land. They God didn't give them a land because He used them for this particular thing. And then there was certain people of that tribe that were used, obviously, because not everybody were priests because they sitting here designating a priest and a Levite. But the Levite. But the priest that whoever passed by was a Levite, in other words. But anyway, these two people knowing God's truth and God's word passed by this man, speculating, was a Jew, family, and, and seeing him passed by him, right? Didn't offer any type of aid, anything, nothing. And and. I looked at that and I was like, wow, this was their family and they basically passed by. Why? Well, we could speculate again. Well, they didn't have time. Uh, They didn't have the means. Uh, Even though he was family, hey, I'm doing all right. I'm I'm good. I I can't use the little good that I have to help you because you're not good. The conditions were different. I don't have time. Whatever it is, I can keep speculating. It doesn't really matter. But what we know is they should have helped because they, that's what almost in a sense, that was what they, that's what God designated them to do, to help. They were, they were designated for the priesthood, for the atonement of sins and offering sacrifices and offerings and to God for the people. And here this brother is robbed on the street can't do much for himself, and they mm-mm, ain't got time. But then you have a Samaritan come through, same kind of deal. He ain't got time either, but then he made time. And he's like, well, why is that, why is that significant? Well, because the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritan. But then he seen this dude that needed help. He went and helped him. And then I like the way Jesus put it at the end. He said, which one was a neighbor? He said, well, the one who had mercy on him. And then he says, go and do likewise. Now, when you read the story initially, you're thinking, oh, man, you know, I need to go have, do, have, have, uh, help people out that's been hurt. Well, no, you need to do what Jesus said. Jesus said, have mercy on people that aren't in agreement with you, that don't particularly like you or are or, or quite fond of you. Have mercy on them, because that's what that was the case in this case. If I if I roll with the speculation I'm making, this dude was a Jew, 
and like Samaritans, but the Samaritan man saw that he needed help, regardless of their disagreement, regardless of their, their, their being odds with one another because of their religion, because that's all it was. That's what separated them. Uh, that and, you know, paganistic intertwining with the Samaritans because, you know, as where it goes, the Samaritan people were Jews that were mixed with people that weren't of the Hebrew descent. So they were mixed breeds in some theologian studies. But anyway, uh, so so they didn't get along, right? It's almost like, it's almost equivalent to, well, I won't put, make it, they won't, that's not really it. But you could say it's almost like if, if it was a Jew and somebody that was an Egyptian needed help and they saw him and they were like, oh, man, you used to, you enslaved me. I'm not going to help you. Or, you know, somebody that's African and they saw a slave owner and he used to beat the slave and then the slave owner now needed help. And he was like, you know what, I'm going to be merciful on you even though you weren't merciful on me when you whipped me all the time. Similar to that, I'm just making a, uh, parallel, but not really. But but the point is, being merciful, right? Being merciful to people that are in agreement with you. That's the more excellent way. Being merciful to them. Now, we probably don't do that in every case. Why is that? Oh, they just like me talking. You know, sorry. All right, I'll keep talking, man. So, what was the question? Said, we why is that? Why? We get, we why? get stuck in our own feelings of being hurt. Uh-huh. But why is well, it case-by-case case basis? Yeah. Why is what? Is it a case-by-case case basis? Because in some cases, you will be merciful to people, but in other cases, it's like, uh, I can't be merciful to you. Mm-hmm. Like, Lee Michelle brought up an instance with her and her cousin. They could be merciful to us or each other whenever they disagree. But then in other cases, with Corey, it's like, uh uh-uh, I'm going to change his name to Do Not S. <laughs> Why is it a change? <laughs> well, you no, know he just saying. delete. You know what I'm saying. Delete, delete and then block that number so that whatever that number trying to reach me, uh-uh, he can't get through. Well, you know, it's, rela- it's what God wants from us. It's relationship, you know. Uh-huh. You know, it's based on our relationship or, you know, that level of, um, I don't want to call it abide with that person, that, that intimacy yeah. or that time you have with that person, then that makes it a, you know. And that's why it hurts so bad when you do have to put a do not answer on someone you did have a, you know, right. a, relationship a relationship with that you're like, yeah. you know. But, um yeah, I, I believe that makes it all. But you know that whole concept of love thy neighbor and God is commit, you know, commanding us and commissioning us just mm-hmm. to love, regardless of the relationship, because of the primary relationship you have with me. So right. He's trying to elevate us and get us to the point where, you know, almost like I was sharing with this young man last week that you know, He's got to be the best relationship of my life. This right. has to be, and, and because of the relationship I have with Him supersedes what I go through in any other um, situation or relationship or even interaction with a stranger. Like, even as we go through things with people we work with, I'm always reminded of, you know, this person hears me speak somewhere else, they'll be like, she ministers and she at work saying, you know, I'll fire everybody. You know, I want them to know that I have the love of God, you know. So it's just, you know, on me, like even 
as I work with people, just God is commanding me, ushering me, like, did you show that person love? You know, I was just telling my kids, like, you know, how do I show love and still be, quote, unquote, the leader, the consultant, the whatever God's called me to do in the marketplace and yeah. still love that people right. would know? Because that's how, what do you say? They'll know you, me, by your love. By your and love. So that you're my disciple, we, yes. Yeah. And so our relationship with him has to be so paramount, so premier, so chief place in our life that that supersedes whatever's going on in this interaction with this stranger or whatever, or that lady who wouldn't let me borrow that thing. Anyway, but some other stuff right. is going on. <laughs> with exactly. He, he has to be chief. And like I was sharing with this young man, he just lost his fiance. And I said, you know what I've learned? You have to go back and think, what, did God still have chief place in your life? You know, yeah. he's the best high of your day. Yes, you missed that person, but he's the best high you could ever have. Yeah. So. Amen. I love it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's awesome. And that's, you, you made an excellent point. The relationships we have with people, it sort of dictates, it sort of influences, right, it's sort of, uh, in a sense, jades how we respond. And, and, it ain't, and it isn't always positive, right? Because I'm not picking on anybody. I'm thinking of myself being married. But you get married to a person, and those people seem to be, <laughs> and I ain't saying those people like people that are married, but, <laughs> but I'm saying the spouses. The spouses seem to be the people that could do the, something to you in the worst way of a form of disagreement or whatever, and it's like you, I mean, I, I am not going to be merciful. I cannot be merciful. And it's amazing how this person that's supposed to be the relationship that models the relationship that you and your Lord has on earth, and you, this will be, be the main people you can't be merciful to. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, you, you, you go to you sleep next to them, you wake up next to them. I mean, y'all basically side by side. Everywhere you go, they expect them to see your spouse. You know, and that's, what I'm, that's why I say modeling the relationship with you and God, because everywhere you go, God is there, right? Your, your children, they grow up, they leave. Your mom, you leave them. Your dad, same way. He probably wasn't there, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Point is, <laughs> I'm just thinking the relationship. Wait a minute. I okay. said probably. I didn't say he wasn't. <laughs> probably. Right? I'm going to hold it up, Brother You might want to take this off and record. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we're going to leave it on there because it's going to bless somebody. It's going to bless somebody. Okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> that's funny. But, but, but the point is, it's like so many people you can be merciful to. You can be merciful towards your dad. You know what I mean? You can be people that have been put up for adoption by their mom. They can be merciful towards their mom, but then let them get married, though. And then they spouse just disagree with them on one little bitty thing. You didn't agree to, I don't know, take out the garbage at this time, and you said you was or something, and you came Call you on your work week. lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just something. And it'd be so petty, and you can't stop letting them hear about it. I'm not, uh-uh. Every week, it comes, he let it miss another time. I'm going to bring it up again. Let her do something. I thought you were going to quit doing that, and you don't. And then you just, I can't be merciful towards you. I cannot. 
and, and it's like, wow, this is your spouse, and you can't. But with everybody else being merciful, it may be difficult, but we do it. We do it. And it's just so mind-boggling how we put stipulations on certain things. But beyond that, beyond the stipulation and the condition, the other point is we have to still treat them with love. The more excellent way love, the, 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 what keeps coming to my mind is love is patient. Love is kind. Those are the two things that keeps coming to my mind when I think more excellent way. I got to keep being kind to these people I, because they didn't treat me right. I can't now return that favor. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to treat them right. I'm not going to be kind towards them because they disagree with me. I'm not going to be patient with them. I'm not going to keep letting them talk and say things that I'm not agreeing with. Uh-uh. You know what? Click. We getting up off this phone. No. No. Be patient. Keep. Being patient. This man, this Samaritan man was patient. And you know what was awesome about the whole ordeal? Took the man up, bandaged the man, took the man to a, to an inn to, to get help, gave money for the man, and then said, if he go over what I'm giving you, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pay that too. What? What? The, who does that sound like? It's almost like I know you're going to sin in the future, and I got you covered on that too. Mm-hmm. I got you covered on that too. Like, like I, I got to keep being patient. I, I don't know you. I don't particularly, I'm not particularly fond of you, but I'm going to keep being patient with you. I know you, and, and, and I'm not particularly fond of you, but I'm going to keep being patient with you. I know every time we talk, man, we argue. But you know what? I'm going to learn to not argue with you. Just let you talk. I'm going to keep being patient with you. Because, see, the amazing part, like you pointed out, uh, D. Michelle, the amazing part about it all is people seeing that we're God's disciples. We, we get so wrapped up into us showing people who we are, and we forget to show people who God is and how do people how are people going to see it not because we say that we ministers not because we say we go to this church and our pastor is Dr. Rem so-and-so ain't how they gonna see it they just know you go to that church with Dr. Rem so-and-so but how are they gonna know that you're God's people how you treat them not about how you say you love them. No, how you treat them. Because the way you treat them, that's what they're going to remember. They're going to remember that, how you talk to them, how you interact with them. If you funny acting and you give them weird looks, they're going to look, they're going to remember that. You know, she, she's always giving me these weird looks. But if you're welcoming and loving and your eyes are just so welcoming and you looking at them like, man, it don't matter how you look, girl. Yes, I know, and I heard you just slept with 10 hundred dudes, but I'm going to look at you like you have it. I'm going to look at you not like you slutty, but like you a regular person, and I love you. And I'm going to hug you, and, and even though you still ain't take a shower, I'm still going to hug you and, like, welcome you. And, I mean, I, and this could be in any setting, like church setting or whatever, but, but, but that's not the case. You see somebody just coming up out of one of them houses that just made their money, 
and they about to go to church, and you giving them some side eyes. <laughs> I know they didn't come up in here looking like that. And they, they could at least went and took a shower, smelling, still smelling. But that be the thing that come up in our mind. And how these people, how, why would these people want to be a part of what you supposedly saying that you are when that's how they get treated? Like, that, that's, that's what they're being greeted with. Why would, why would they want what we have if they're constantly getting treated with backlash? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, why? I mean, if, if I can't be received by this person that says they're of God, how am I going to be received by this God? Like, some dude that you see it on the corner slanging drugs, and it's like, uh-uh. I already know you're 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 up to no good. No, I can't be sitting here hanging out with you on your corner. I can't, but I can't also also I cannot sit here and reject you because I know where your corner is. I know where your corner is. You never know. God may send you to that corner and blind you, blind the eyes of the cops watching him of you. They may not ever even see you. Because you're sitting here just treating this person with kindness and patience to show them a God that, hey, man, God wants you, and he don't want you on this corner. And they might not ever even see you. But we're so quick to put that, this, this, this thin stigma on everybody but us because we supposedly have God. But then when we get wrong, when we do wrong, then we want everybody to look at us and be like, it's okay, brother. It's okay, sister. God forgets you when we do the wrong because we've accepted God. We say we accept, but we know them people that's on the corner, they ain't accepted God. They're not like us. See, they don't, they don't agree with us. They ain't doing what we're doing. See, that agreement, and it, it goes beyond somebody just arguing. It's, it's, it's are we traveling down the same path? Well, probably not. But how are you treating them? How are you treating them? Them people that are of different religions, the people that don't believe in Jesus, the people that denounce God, how are you treating them? Well, I know you're an atheist. I can't, I can't, I can't conversate with you. You might poison my mind. Really? How are they going to poison your mind? <laughs> if you don't walk in their counsel, that's a choice. You don't have to walk in their counsel. He says, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He didn't say don't walk with the ungodly. He said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. Right? It's, it's how are we treating people? Because, I mean, and it, it is, it's realistic, though, right? We got to be real, man. We got to be real with how not only how we're treating people, but when we do our dirt, we got to be realistic with how we want people treating us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if if in the whole whole ordeal with the man being robbed, but think about that. You just got robbed of something, and it wasn't necessarily your money. It was something else, like somebody that that you met just did you just plumb wrong, just did you plumb wrong, and then you tried to go and turn to somebody to get help from them, to get some love from them, and they didn't give it to you because they said. You know, you should have never made that choice in the first place. Would you go that way anyway? Why, why did you deal with them in the first place? 
Like, would you want people saying that to you? Absolutely not. Nobody would. I mean, God put us here together to help one another, to be helpers one to another, right? Right. And we can't hit them without sharing. Exactly. We can't Mm -hmm. do it without sharing. We can't do it without actually treating them a certain way. And that certain way that I keep hearing, and there's more ways, but the ways I keep hearing, the ones that we constantly trip on is being patient with people and being Mm -hmm. kind to people. Mm. Being patient and being kind. Just be patient with people because you're going to want somebody to be patient with you. Think about it, man. You done had something happen to you, and you frustrated, and you trying to get some things done, and, and you want people to treat you with patience. And they looking at you like, man, you you off your rocker right now, but you wanting them to be patient with you. You're upset, man. My child, I'm thinking the movie John Q. <laughs> My son's about to die. I just want him to get some help. You wanting He was wanting them to be patient with him. He didn't have insurance. It's like, brother, we really can't help you. Well, it's the system. The system. He's wanting patience. He's wanting mercy. But, but then he didn't show it. He didn't exactly. Better he didn't show it. He go up in there with a gun. Now I'm not being patient with y'all because y'all aren't right. being patient with me. So how does that help to this situation? Yeah, the movie, it... it, it turned out good because the writer, that's the way the writer wanted it. But that doesn't happen in real life. Amen. Real life, he would have got shot down. And that a boy, the, the, the sick son is without a dad. And then maybe the, the son dies and he dies. And then the wife is without a son and a dad. Without a son and a husband. Sorry. Like like the way we treat people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it's, it's how you treating people, man, it's, it, it's it's like a reflection of how you want things to go. And you may not actually get the same treatment, but it's the way you treat people is a reflection of how you want it to be, right? Because if you're treating people negatively, they might not necessarily treat you negatively, but it's a reflection of how you're wanting things to go. I'm sitting here, got a gun in a, in a place about to shoot up some people. Well, it's like I'm asking to be shot. <laughs> Regardless of what I'm saying, it's like I'm asking to be shot. But if I sit here and treat people with patience and kindness, it's like I'm asking this for the same treatment because I want that. I want that to be, I want that to exude through the environment for people to be patient and be kind towards one another. Just as the Samaritan man was with the man that was robbed. I'm done. I'm done. Real, real simple, real, real easy, 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 but yet difficult to do because why? Because the first thing we think about, exactly, (laughs) we got to accept people's wrong too. No, we got to accept our own wrong too. And that, Mm -hmm. we got to accept our wrong and people's, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you you own it. I'm in your way. Mm So I guess it's time for me to share my story since Corey set it up. Um, Oh, go ahead. It's just speaking right to me. I shared with Corey that my 13-year-old daughter, she had a basketball game. And in the game, they were getting rough. You know, they foul. That's what they do. 
Well, I depend on the referee to blow the whistle when they start to get too rough because the more they can get away with, the more they do, you know. Well, this game, <laughs> it got really rough, and, and my daughter ended up running into a girl somehow. I don't know. In my head, I started to get tanked. Um, hang lines where, you know, and she just hit the floor. And I'm just, I jumped up and I was just like, you know, I live in a small town. So I know the referees out there. I went to school with them. So instead of me being patient, instead of me waiting to a better time to approach him and let him know, like, listen, I need you to blow the whistle, you know, mm-hmm. I jumped up in the middle of the game. <laughs> And and felt the need to yell out to him, like, you need to do your job. You blow the whistle. Like, I don't care, you know. And in that moment, I chose to basically embarrass him, as I've been told, try to embarrass him, <laughs> leaving him no choice but to yell back at me to embarrass mm-hmm. me, to get me hotter, to get me standing mm-hmm. up and walking out like I'm walking onto the court. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Hmm. I'm embarrassed of my own actions. And all I had to do was just take the time out. I mean, I know him personally. All I had to do was Mm -hmm. take the time out and approach him in a better way to let him know where I was coming from. And and in that, I could have changed the situation from embarrassing him and embarrassing myself, you know, Hmm. just Mm -hmm. by treating guys love. Mm. Oh, Corey, there you go. That's what I could have done different. <laughs> Amen. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thank, Thank you yes. for sharing. And if, if, you know, we That's awesome. all fall short, that is for sure. And yeah. uh, to, to make you uh, laugh a little, my mama, who was the first lady of our small suburb, uh, went off on the baseball coach because he didn't put my brother in. And so my mother goes off on the baseball coach, and everybody knows that's Pastor's wife, and we want oh, a few God. black families. We want a few black families, and I'm sitting there, and she goes off on him and then proceeds to walk down to the bench and takes my brother's hand in my hand and walks us off <laughs> driving away in the big fat caddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's met my mother, they know she's very, I know Marquita's probably shocked. She's very quiet. My mother doesn't yell. It takes a lot. But what you shared in that example was about your daughter and, like, with my brother, was about her son. And so the right. relationship that was the other relationship superseded whatever relationship with that coach. And exactly. my mother's relationship with the community being first lady. So all that went out the window when you talk about her baby. <laughs> yes. yes, and it's so crazy because here I am thinking I'm defending my baby, taking up for her, not thinking mm-hmm. of the outcome of how I'm embarrassing her right now. Like, people, her friends are going to come to her like, man, your mama is crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, that is so embarrassing. You know, this is uh, – I felt yeah, bad. my brother oh, brings it up still. My brother in his forties. We laugh about it at holidays. <laughs> so you get through it right now. Yeah, yes. I, I can already laugh. I look back at myself. I'm embarrassed, but I'm also tickled by me. Just like, girl, what was wrong with you? Like, you could not control yourself. You couldn't control yourself. Yeah, like, that's oh, my mom. We are like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That's good. That's good. That's 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 nice. Good bonding right there. That's really good. But I'm thankful uh, that I could see that I was not being godly in that moment. And I want to be godly in all moments, you know. So <laughs> it, it refocused me back to trying to do right. Even though I was wrong in the moment, I'm trying to do right, right from mm-hmm. here forward. Right. And that's the beauty of God, right? And that's that mm-hmm. that, that beauty right there is what the world misses. It's like in the moment we mess up and God's still merciful. Mm-hmm. Now think about if he acted the way that we act. Every time somebody does something wrong towards us and he every, you know what? I can't be, I'm a, I got to lash out. I got to act out. I got to, I, I got to act out towards you. I mean, I'm probably pretty sure there wouldn't be very many people on the earth. If any. Mm-hmm. Complete chaos. Mm-hmm. That's what we would have. Yeah, it would. It, it or, or, or obliteration, <laughs> annihilation. Yeah. But but God is merciful. It's like I'm giving you another opportunity to look like me, to allow me to exude through you, or just another opportunity. And it's like every moment, it's another opportunity. Every moment, it's like I'm either gonna choose to exalt me or exalt God. I'm going to choose to be patient and kind, or I'm going to choose to be impatient and rude. And that rudeness, it evokes something. It evokes something in other people. It's like I asked a question. I did a message. It was a while back. I did a message, and, I, and the question was, how do you want to evoke people? Like, what, what, how do you want to influence them, in other words? Do you want to evoke them to positivity or negativity? And you don't have control of it. But if you're positive, it doesn't necessarily evoke positivity. But if you are positive, the possibility of them being positive is there. But if you're negative, the possibility of them being negative is there. Which one do you want to influence them to do? I mean, I'd rather influence somebody to be positive versus being negative. Because if I influence them to be negative, then guess who they're going to be negative towards? Me. <laughs> and I don't want nobody to be negative towards me because if they be negative towards me, then we'll guess what is it going to evoke to me? What is it going to produce a spark from me? Mm-hmm. Negativity. So, so then what do you have? You, kind of, you have this process of reciprocity of negativity mm-hmm. versus positivity versus love versus kindness versus patience versus mercy. I leave you with that. I leave you with that, man. Okay. Love, it's, yeah, man, love, it's, it's, it's it's rich. It's tough. It, but it's it, so it is. Good. But it and is so good when you do it. Oh yeah. my god. Mm-hmm. Necessary. So necessary. Like so necessary, man. So I love you all and you know, I hope hope y'all forgave me of all the negative treatments that I have, you know, zooted out. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna work on being patient with you guys and more kind. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to try to be kind. I can be mm-hmm. more than something kind at moments. <laughs> maybe that's, I will second maybe that. I, I will say that right. along with you. <laughs> please, please, please mm-hmm. do. Uh, and I'm not being facetious. So I appreciate y'all prayers. Because, you know, brother can be unkind. I'm going to tell you, I can be unkind. Uh, we can. But the Lord, you know, 
I can yeah, too. Man. I know. I, I, that's why I just bought a kind bar. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I up. know I can. Marquita heard how my uh, my my morning was going. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, sometimes it feels good to be unkind. I'm just sorry. But it feels good. It feels feel good. In the moment, until you get corrected, and it's just like, man, dang. <sighs> I could nice to these people. Okay. Right. All right. Thanks for the pep talk. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But until you start reaping unkindness, then it's like, well, wh- well, why me? Okay. Why am I getting treated like this? It's different. It's different. It's like when it feels good when you're doing it, but when somebody's doing it to you, especially when it's some something's going on with you and you're really like in a place where you can't do anything about it, and you're like, well, let me at least get strong again before you start <laughs> treating me like this, right? Because there'll be the times when, it, when you really feel it. Like you down, you 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 can't. You know what I mean? Something you sick or something going. You just lost a loved one, and then people just seem to treat you the worst. Mm. I ain't got time for you. You what you should have done? Da 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 da. I'm like, oh, man. you ain't even got Not the fight to just fight back. <laughs> Not even realizing that the time that you were mean to that person. And it was exactly. so good to you, like, not you. understanding what they were going through in their life, like how through. hard it was for them at that moment. Just like, exactly. man, they just felt, like, kicked on, exactly. you know, step on when they were exactly. down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why they were doing whatever they were doing that you didn't like. Because yeah. they were going through something. And they needed to be uplifted Thank versus. But anyways, I'm done, guys. I uh, appreciate everyone. Y'all help me so much on these calls. <laughs> Real talk, man. Real All talk. Right. Yes, Thank yes. Thank you. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.